Hi, this is Father Simon Lobo, and you are listening to the St. Benedict Parish Homily Podcast. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be seeing uh, a lot of hype around these different awards shows, right? You've seen them, the, the Oscars, the Grammys, or whatever. And, uh, and if you've heard some of the speeches, the thank you speeches, they're thank you a bunch of people, I'd like to thank my writers. You know, that's a classic line you hear. Well, some of you might remember a guy by the name of Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And uh, he's from New York State, cutting edge in his day when it came to the media. He had written over 70 books. In 1930, he started a radio show. I believe he started a, a TV show in 1952, which became so popular that the following year, he won an Emmy. Isn't that impressive? Well, he went to receive uh, the award, and he said, I feel it's time that I pay tribute to my writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So I, too, want to thank my writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Rob. <laughs> Rob, of course, uh, we, he, he helps me out. We, we, meet, we meet on a, a weekly basis for a one-on-one, and, and I have tons of meetings, right? So I try to start all of them with a prayer. This past Wednesday, we got together. I was trying to muster up my, my best prayer. And the words that just came to me, I'm not sure from where, kind of random. It's like, Lord Jesus, you set the captives free. There's so many in our world who find themselves in a kind of bondage, a, a spiritual captivity. But we ask you to set them free. Amen. And uh, again, it just seemed kind of random. We went on with our meeting. Rob gave me a bunch of updates on how things are going on the operation side of things, telling me strategically what he's seeing coming in the future. And about 45 minutes later, we got talking about the homily, to which he said, you know, well, we got this. I hadn't looked at the readings myself. He said, we got this gospel with the guy with the unclean spirit. I think you should really speak about, focus the message on freedom how Christ comes to set people who are in a spiritual bondage, set them free. And as, as he's saying that, I'm just grinning from ear to ear, thinking, you know, uh, what, a, what, a, what a beautiful confirmation, right? I heard it recently said that coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Albert Einstein said that. So we continue in our, our series on your mark, get set, go, and I just want to do a quick backtrack here as we're, we're at the very beginning. It's chapter 1, the Gospel of Mark, and give you a sense, just in the span of about 20 verses, here's what's happened. Jesus is baptized by John. He spends 40 days in the desert. He comes back. He starts preaching it up. He calls his first few disciples, and he goes to the synagogue and sets this man free who's afflicted by a spirit. 20 verses. Right? Like, it's pretty action-packed, so you better lace up your sneakers because uh, on your mark, get set, go. There's, there's a lot here for us. And I know for myself, whenever I, I read the Gospels that speak about the unclean spirits, immediately I think of the movies, right? The, the Exorcist or other Hollywood horror movies or whatever that, that try to depict this stuff. Now, the problem with that is... What can happen is we jump to the conclusion that, that all of this stuff is, is kind of, it's fiction. It's a myth. It's, it's superstition. And, uh, you know, with the developments of modern medicine and modern psychology, uh, we can look back 
uh, and, and just say, well, you know, we know better now. You know, we have explanations for all of these things. And the truth is, uh, we do understand a lot more now. Uh, we do understand the human person much better, uh, and, uh, and I'm all for scientific development. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that as humans, uh, there's something more. We're not just mere matter. We're not even just a combination of biology and psychology. There's more to us still. There's a, there's a spiritual component, an unseen reality. There are spiritual forces. There are spiritual influences that are real. Satan does exist. And his goal is simple. I think to, to distract us, to discourage us, to destroy us. And not just our physical bodies, but our eternal souls. That's his main objective. And the movies, uh, you know, they, they present evil in this dramatic way, in this explicit way. It's so frightening. And, and it, it can be the case. But I think often the evil one likes to interfere with our lives in a very subtle way. Remember how I said, you know, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous? Guess who else likes to remain anonymous most of the time? The enemy. He, he likes to fly under the radar. And I think he's quietly at work trying to, trying to mess up our lives and hold us captive. And while I was away, I, I learned some things about this, uh, specifically on, on how... So I want to get really practical on how the enemy can hold us in bondage, hold us in captivity, even today. Uh, I was away for about a week and a half. Did, I don't know if you knew that. Uh, some people are like, oh, we never noticed, Father. Yeah. <laughs> Father Simon who? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I, I got to see my family, which is really nice. I, there's my latest niece, little Anna. Uh, she's eight days old in that shot. So I uh, thank my sister for her impeccable timing on the delivery. Uh, everybody looks at that photo and the, the common uh, statement that's made, look at that full head of hair. <laughs> They're not talking about the uncle, uh, I'm pretty sure. It's quite a contrast, in fact. Anyways, I was also, as part of my time away, I was in Detroit gathering with over 30 of my Companions of the Cross brother priests, and we had a guest speaker, a Dominican, by the name of Father Emmerich. And uh, he happens to be an expert in the 12 steps of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and, uh, which, is, which is basically this, this plan, this method to help people who are in bondage, to help people who are, are caught in the captivity of an addiction uh, to help them find freedom. And I guess his main point was this. Look, you don't have to be addicted to alcohol to display a lot of the same behaviors. In fact, most of us, in some way, we're, we're acting from a place of bondage. Our, our thinking, our reactions uh, are coming not from a place of freedom, but, but from, a, from living in captivity. And it's God's plan for us that we should live in freedom, that we should know serenity, this deep abiding peace, that regardless of all that's going, around, going on around me, that I can still be at peace in serenity. And so Father Emmerich suggested that there are at least three enemies to, uh, oh, 
I think my slides messed up a bit. Three enemies uh, that attack freedom and serenity. So number one is regrets. Regret over yesterday's mistakes. Number two is anxiety over tomorrow's problems. And finally, number three is ingratitude uh, for today's blessings. That's, that's, that even today, good things can be happening. There can be blessings. And I'm not able to see that. I'm not able to, to thank God and celebrate the good that's happening. Now, I want to focus primarily on the first two, regret and anxiety, as, as ways in which we can be held captive. We're not fully free. So number one, regrets. You know, I hear a lot of people going around. There's T-shirts that say, no regret, right? Uh, I, I came across this. I'm, I'm not endorsing tattoos or anything like that, but, but I, I needed to show you this. Here's a person who's living with no regrets. Yeah, oops. Yeah. I don't know if you get your money back on that one. Anyways, I can, I can only speak for myself, uh, but I do have regrets. There are things, there are things from my past. I've made bad decisions. I've, I've missed great opportunities. I've committed serious sins. I've wasted so much time. There are things that I regret. And, and I can go back. I can, I can be held captive to that. Keep thinking back to the past and thinking, you know, man, look at all those things. And Father Emmerich, he's, he had this one line that, that really pierced me. He said, it's time to give up the hope of a better past. It's time to give up the hope of a better past. You know, rather than staying in this place of captivity over my past, uh, that's not what God wants for me. And the longer that I stay there and think about it, I I cling to those chains. Number two, anxiety, right? Uh, Anxiety over tomorrow's problems. You know, I like to think that I'm always uh, cool as a cucumber, kind of roll with all the punches, nothing phases me. Uh, uh, And and that's true some of the time, but, but I do. I do get, get impacted by things, and, and, uh, and it's possible. You know, there's, there's times where I'll have a sleepless night worrying about the future or whatever, uh, but just as I can spend too much time thinking about the past, I can think too much about the future and, uh, and not knowing what's the solution to these problems. Well, Jesus is very direct. In Matthew chapter 6, he says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let today's own trouble be sufficient for the day. He's saying, hey, there's enough today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Stay present. Stay in the now. And recognize the good that I'm doing right now. Now, I want to be clear. When it comes to anxiety, I realize it's a very complicated issue. And it's an important one today. There are definitely psychological roots. Uh, But I think the enemy, who loves to work subtly, I think... He, he tries to augment, he tries to, to increase the anxiety, the worries that we may have. It's pretty straightforward, right? Uh, these, these enemies to serenity, uh, regret, anxiety, even ingratitude, they're tactics where the evil one, he tries to keep us down. He tries to keep us in a place of bondage, preventing us from living in freedom. And you might say, you know what, I'm just going to decide 
uh, I'm going to choose to stop feeling shame about my past. Or I'm just going to decide I'm never going to worry about the future. How's that working for you? <laughs> right? It's not, it doesn't last very long. The enemy has got us trapped. And I think with, with AA, they've come up with this plan, these, these 12 steps. I won't go through all the steps, but I find it so interesting. Step number one, admit that I am powerless. It's not that through my choosing, my willing it, that I find freedom, but through surrender. I actually don't have the power to get out of this. Step two, acknowledge that there is a power greater than myself. This higher power they talk about. And, and frankly, I know who you are. I know who my, my higher power is. His name is Jesus. And he's broken all kinds of chains in my life. Uh, and he's continuing to set this captive free. And I think it's so ironic in the gospel today, we hear about this demon who says, who says to Jesus, have you come to destroy us? We can all, almost approach Jesus with the same way. Are you, are you trying to destroy me? Jesus? Like if I actually surrender to you, Jesus, I'm afraid you're going to destroy my fun. I'm afraid you're going to destroy my dreams, uh, my future, my life. And the opposite is true. As we know from this famous passage, John 10, 10, the thief is the one who comes to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. If we do nothing else at St. Benedict Parish, we need to be a church that helps to set the captives free. We need to help people find Jesus to be set free from, from whatever bondage that they may be in to experience this deepness of freedom in Christ and the fullness of life. And I've, I've seen this happen in different ways. Certainly when people make a sincere confession, they repent. When people forgive from the heart. But one of the ways that we consistently see this over and over again is people coming to freedom, this unlocking this gift of life through the experience of Alpha. So I'm not going to talk about Alpha. I'm going to invite, rather, Arlene to come up today and share with us a bit of her own journey with Alpha. So come on up, Arlene, and let's give her some encouragement. My inspiration for trying Alpha was my brother Walter, the roaming Catholic. He wants to meet each of you at, at Mass, so he tries to sit in a different pew each week. He has had such a positive, life-changing experience at Alpha and here at St. Benedict's, and I'm very proud of him. So Friday nights, instead of spending it at home on the couch with Netflix, chillin', I went to Alpha because I did have questions and I felt something missing in my life. I had not attended church regularly other than Christmas, weddings, and funerals since my late 20s. For those of you trying to figure that out, that's about 25 years ago. <laughs> At Alpha, I enjoyed a meal and met some wonderful people. 
who have become family. Each week, I could not wait until Fridays to see everyone. Something happens when you open up and share. You learn we all have stuff holding us down. Our weekend away was when something powerful happened. I felt the Holy Spirit working from within me. With Ron Huntley's spiritual guidance, I felt the weight of pain, anger, and hurt I've carried through my life fall away. My shoulders felt lighter, and I felt much taller. Then water started flowing out of my right eye, followed by my left eye, like someone had turned on a tap. I was not crying, because my nose wasn't running. Water was just flowing, and it was an amazing feeling. It was hard to describe to others until my last night at Alpha. Ron spoke to the group again, and when he said, rivers of living water flow through us, I quickly grabbed a napkin and pen and wrote it down. It was my aha moment. Rivers of living water flow through us. I believe the Holy Spirit was holding me up and giving me a fresh start. I returned to Sunday Mass about four weeks into the Alpha program and have been truly amazed by how the homilies speak to me. For example, January 14th, when Bill approached me before Mass and asked if I would consider sharing my Alpha experience at, the, at an upcoming service, I said, I'll think about it. Then Father Matthew gave his homily. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I knew right then my answer had to be yes. We are disciples and must share the word and love of God. We should not be afraid. If he brings us to it, he'll bring us through it. Amen. If you have not experienced Alpha, please try it. It may change your life as it has done for Walter and me. And for those of you who already have, let's spread the word and invite family, friends and coworkers, teammates. Our next Alpha program starts on Friday night at 6.30. May God bless you all, and I thank you. So as Arlene said, this coming Friday, February 2nd, 6.30, uh, is the kickoff to our next Alpha. If you haven't tried it, just, just give it a shot. Uh, one of the, uh, drawing the link again, one of the secrets of the 12-step program is that people come to freedom through community, uh, through real, authentic community. We're hungering for this, and so uh, that's one of the places where you can just, just be real and encounter other people. Secondly, I'd like to say uh, we all have a responsibility to invite others to this same uh, freedom and new life. Uh, last week, I, was, uh, I heard that one of my brother priests, Father Kent, he was talking about analogy, this analogy between evangelization and fishing, which is a pretty good analogy. I'm pretty sure Jesus came up with it first. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm not from here. I'm a CFA. I don't know a lot about fishing. But... My understanding is this, that if you're a fisherman or fisherwoman, uh, you can't just sit back in your living room and wait for the fish to swim up to the house and in through the front door and then decide, oh, then I'll catch them. Right? You have to go out. 
You have to go out to the fish. And, and so uh, we're not asking you to catch anybody, but we are asking you to invite, to go out and invite somebody who needs to come to know Jesus, who needs to be amazed by Jesus, and, and who needs to be set free. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to see the video version of the homily, please go to our website, saintbenedict.ca, S-A-I-N-T, benedict.ca, and then follow the link to our live stream.